73 of Music Raygun. My name is Paul Champanelli. My name is Kirk Pinchon. And this is the show for which every episode we choose a musical topic, then watch video clips about that topic and talk about the clips. Right, Kirk? Right. The topic this week is what, Kirk? Let's just get right into just it. Just get in and stop fucking around because who knows if we're going to get anything right on this episode. Yeah. It's all about the new romantics. The new romantics? Who? I thought we were doing an episode about the Blitz Kids. The Blitz Kids, funny you should say that, are in this book, this yeah. tomb that I brought. They're the originators of the new romantic movement. Yeah. The from, Peacock Punks. Yes. From the Blitz nightclub, I think? Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. The new romantics. We're doing this episode because we did an episode on... Uh, Julian Temple. Julian Temple, thank you. Yes. <laughs> it was a Julian Lennon. It wasn't Zibby Ribs. No. Uh, Julian Temple, and so we watched a, a, an ABC music video yes. for Poison Arrow on that episode. Yep. And we talked a little bit about New Romantics, what counts as New Romantics, uh, and then it just gave us the idea. Yeah, Let's do a whole... We haven't done an episode on New Romantics. And we should, because we they, should. Were, they were so big in the 80s, just that genre of music. Yeah. For like... Two hot years. Yeah, exactly. And then it became like, oh, wait, in honor of it, I'm going to do this. Oh, you're going to button your top but button. But my top button of my shirt in honor of the New Romantics episode, because that's what they did. Well, that's a good that's a good lead into the point that New Romantic isn't really a musical genre at all. No. It's more of like a style, yes. and even more specifically a scene. Yeah, like a way of life. Yeah, the the... The music that we associate with the new romantic scene is like a synth pop. Yes. Like early 80s synth pop. Yeah. But what new romantic actually is, is in like 1980, a bunch of David Bowie fans in London yeah. organized a Bowie night. They were sort of like, like goth adjacent mm -hmm. uh, art kids who organized a Bowie night. And uh, and then eventually, that was at that was at a club called Billy's, mm -hmm. and it got popular enough that they started their own club called the Blitz. Yes, um, which even that only lasted for like a year, but it was yeah. a big. It was such a big cultural moment that we still talk about it. It was basically led by Steve Strange mm -hmm. and Rusty Egan. Yes, those, those are the two guys who started the Blitz Club yeah. and sort of created. It was. It was about the fashion, it was about the makeup, it's more of a look, and it was like early 80s London club kids. Yes. Uh, and then the uh, the musical offshoot of that is what we think of as new romantic yes. music. Now, if, if this episode, if this episode's topic reminds me of any other episode's topic, it's New Jack Swing. Because what is it? What is it? What is a little it? bit? What is it? But even more specifically, I think when we did New Jack Swing, which is a personal favorite of yeah. yours, a lot of the music that I thought of as New Jack Swing and that I think a mainstream audience thinks of as New Jack Swing is like early '90s, yes. where you were like, "That's actually not New Jack Swing." Yeah, because it had already kind of passed. It had already become yeah. mainstream. It sort of got adulterated by yes. other things. Pure New Jack Swing is that like '87 Teddy Riley yeah. sound. Yes, that once it got popularized and mainstreamed, it wasn't really even that anymore. Yeah, because everyone was doing it, and every producer right copped it. Yeah, I think this is the same thing, except we switch roles. Where I'm going to end up yes. talking about a lot of the early stuff. Yes, and my point is that like this is 
like this is pure new romantic. Yes. And then the stuff that you and I think most people probably think of like mid 80s new romantic is sort of like well it's new romantic inspired but like it's already gotten away from what it was it's like pop new romantics yeah absolutely because that's what that's what i learned that's what i experienced i didn't experience any of that early stuff because i was a young kid in ohio in cleveland so it was whatever was on the radio so that was like oh that's new romantics great but by then that's all that's all stepped on. Right. And like the, the, the kids who were like part of the actual scene, the Blitz kids were probably like, that's not it. And yeah. we've moved on and you're not doing what we were yes. doing. Yes. But even the bands that were part of that movement. She totally had, changed. Totally changed. They had pop success and were yes. still called New Romantics, even though they're basically just synth British pop. In fact, we're going to we're gonna do something we do rarely on the show, which is look at two clips from one artist. Yes. One from, like, the beginning. And when we say the beginning and the end, the beginning is 1980 and the end is roughly, like, 83. Like, yeah. it, it didn't last a fast. long time. Yes. Yeah. Maybe but, 84, but barely. Yeah. It's one of those episodes where I think it's going to be appropriate for us to go in chronological order. Yeah, definitely. And if you take the first clip we're going to watch and the last clip we're going to watch and you look at them together, just those two clips, you'd be like, well, these two pieces of music have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. But if you take the whole journey, you see where, where one, one leads to the other. Yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I, men- I mentioned Steve Strange, yeah. Steve Strange and Rusty Egan, who started the scene. They started the Blitz. They were sort of like the godfathers mm-hmm. of the scene. So it naturally came to pass that they formed a band. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Well, Called unless I hear the band's name. Visage. Oh, yeah. See, now this is perfect. Do, looking at videos and doing whatever research I did, mm-hmm. I only pick stuff that I was like, well, I'm not picking stuff that I don't know. I only want to uh-huh. pick stuff that I know mm-hmm. so I can talk about it. So that's why all my stuff is like that mid, uh, mid-80s mid pop yeah. new romantics. Because I saw that there was a group called Visage, and I was like, oh, Oh, but okay. you didn't know Visage. Didn't know, they did not come over to Cleveland, Ohio. I don't know. This song you might know. I'll be but this song, uh, it's not. It's slightly not chronological mm-hmm. order because the second clip I'm going to show, literally the single came out a month before this. Mm-hmm. But because it's Steve Strange, I think like musically, visually, the video, the whole thing is such a pure statement of what New Romantic mm-hmm. truly was that I think we have to start with it. The only other thing I considered starting with, honorable mention is David Bowie's Ashes to Ashes video. Yeah, because that's the thing that that specific song and video was the one yeah. that really pushed the New Romantics into that. That's right. Like, that was David Bowie saying, like, hey, world, this is what they're doing in London. And, like, yeah. Steve Strange is in that video. Oh, okay. He's one of the people hanging yeah. out with Bowie. But musically, it's not, like, synth pop. Yeah. It's still Bowie. But that was sort of his yeah. announcement of New Romantic. But also, I just don't like it that much. I don't like Ashes to Oh, Ashes. I love Ashes to Ashes. It's a great song. But it's like they said that and, like... Uh, Roxy Music were like the two like yeah totally precursors to yes it. yeah yeah uh, but this is the video for Fade to Gray by Visage I know it which is like this is what New Romantic is in its purest form just real British <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah I mean. The fucking synthesizer so early British and and in nineteen it's real goth adjacent yeah. to me you know. I'm trying to... I, I might know this. 
This doesn't sound familiar to you it's yet. It's sounding familiar, but it could be any new romantic song. Yeah. I love that. It's like that pretentious. Let's put some French speaking in it. Yeah. This is... There's Steve Strange. The white and black makeup. Yeah. Like, that look is just... Yeah, it's very new romantic. Yeah. That's what they were doing. And he wasn't a musician. Him and Rusty Egan were just... They got a couple guys from Ultravox, and they were oh, like, yeah. let's form a band. Yeah. So that we can do it, too. Well, I also remember, like, reading very, very early on, like, right around this time at the Blitz, Boy George was there. He he worked the coat room. Yeah, he was the coat room. He was one of the original new romantic yeah. guys. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, uh, how did you go from that to Karma Chameleon? Yeah, yeah. Weird. Uh... But I, yeah, he was definitely one of the OGs of yes. the scene, if yes. not the music. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I vaguely know this song. But I know it now. Like, I know it having listened to it as an adult, not as a kid. Yeah. It's not poppy. It's no. real, like, Euro, very early Euro. 80s, like, alternative. Yeah. The video is very early 80s. Yeah. Very British. A, a shirtless man being finger painted on while yes. they sing in French. And in, in colors change. Yeah, it's it's quote unquote, it's arty. Yes, it's arty. It's super arty. That's what was interesting. Uh, part of this book, I brought this book called Sweet Dreams The Story of the New Romantics yeah. by Dylan Jones. I haven't read it yet. It's going to be my Christmas reading, but I've skimmed through it. And there was an interesting part of like. It reminded me of like it's almost like Studio Fifty Four, mm-hmm. where it's like we're only letting beautiful people in. If you're not beautiful, you don't get in. They were saying in the Blitz, like if you're not really individualistic and weird looking, you're not getting in. Yeah, like there was a strict dress code, but yeah. it wasn't about being like the most beautiful or glamorous. Yeah. It was about being like, are you weird enough, and are you our type of weird? That's what it is too. It's not just being weird. It's not yeah. like I'm naked with a flower on my flower pot on my head. It's like. No, you really gotta be weird. Yeah, you gotta paint your face like yes. this. Yes. Uh, a lot of like white face paint, very yeah. bold makeup on yeah. men and women. And to a little, uh, to a certain extent, it's a little bit of a poser thing because it's quote unquote arty, but they weren't like artistic people. No. Gathering. Yeah. You know, it's not like the Algonquin Roundtables. They're just weird kids who were like Bowie fans. Who had kind of liked glam rock, but there's really nothing for them because punk is—they're not punk, but they are doing their own thing. So they yeah. have to form their own scene. But yeah, and when you think about it, you go, "A, are they really into the music? Like punks were like, we're about the music." Well, I'm into this early period new romantic music a lot because it has stuff in common with like post-punk and goth, which are sort yeah. of running concurrently. It's not turned quite into new wave yeah. yet. But it's like a post-punk sort of yeah. thing, but That's a little it, more artistic. And it's funny that you mentioned New Wave, too, because at some point it all just starts to blend together. Yeah. Like, what's New Wave? What's New Romantics? Are they separate? Is this that? Is that this? Yeah. Um, it's it's like, it's a combination, it's like Bowie meets Kraftwerk. Yes. And, and, we're, and, and we're dancing to it without any punks or, or like bothering us or like rockers trying to beat us up. This is our safe space to listen yes. to that. Yes. And it's it wasn't originally about a genre of music. It was about the club scene that they created. Yes, it's more about the scene than right. it is the music. But then the guys who created the scene formed that band. Yes. And had that one hit. Visage. So the next band we're going to talk about weren't really part of the scene, but they were the first band to sort of capitalize on the scene. Yeah. 
to get popular. And to me, they're like, they're the premier band of New Romantic. If you say New Romantics, I go, oh, it's this band. Right. And this is the band. We're going to we're going to watch two clips from them. Yeah. This one, which is their first single, and musically is like so right up my alley. And I wonder if you'll even like it if you don't know it. I know the title because I love the title. Yeah. And then, and, and it's from 1980. It's their first single. And then later, toward the end of the show, we'll watch one that you picked. Yes. That's a hit. From their most popular album. Yeah. Not their most popular song, because we've talked about their most popular oh, yeah. song on the Love show the before. Book. Love that fucking song. And the difference between what they were doing in 1980 and what they were doing three years later is immense. They yeah. became a different band. Yeah, 100%. And it's, they're, But they're new romantic in both versions. They are. It's but what new romance, romantics have become by that point. But what, yes, what they became yeah. is what I think... The mainstream thinks of New Romantic. Yeah, 100%. And what they started as here is, is like, to me, pure New Romantic. Yeah. And we're talking about Spandau Ballet. Of course. Which everyone knows true. Yeah, great song. Not To me, even that, I'm like, that's not really a New a Romantic. A super song. poppy ballad with from, a, like, 1983 or 4. Uh, 84 with the greatest sax solo ever. Yes. A, a sax solo at all has nothing to do with yeah. anything at the beginning of the scene. This is the video for their first single... To cut a long story short, which is like my kind of music. That's your kind of title too. Yeah, and this is this is like this is well, it's it's all new romantic, but yeah. this to me is like pure new romantic. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. This does not sound like true. No, not at all. At all. It's very gothy. They're yeah. literally playing in like it looks like a church. Yes. Steeple with. A lot of candles. That's right. Martin Cray. It's not Martin, Martin Cray. Martin... Oh, I forgot his name. But it's still unmistakably Spandau Ballet. Yeah. That's because that voice. And the yeah. look. Even though their look changed a lot from what they Because they put now. on suits and ties and yes. got very kind of... Not preppy, but... They got a little posh. Yeah. Like here they're still... They're dressed in kind of that... Well... They're wearing kilts yeah. as... Yeah, they're 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 sort of creating their own fashion here. It is, it really is. Which is what New Romantics was. Right. But they've still got the androgynous Bowie inspired, yeah. like pretty makeup. And then it's also like they're kind of energized, but some of them are like, Yeah, I guess we're playing. Oh yeah, they're too cool for school. Yeah, we're kinda of playing. But like it's still kind of this angular early eighties synth pop. Yes. No, I don't. I, I I like this song. I don't. Really, yeah. I don't. I only know it by name. So, but as much as I like True, I like this twenty times more than. Oh, True. how dare you! No way. She's a classic. Yeah, this is right up my alley. Do we speak on now? Because we actually spoke about it at Thanksgiving. Yeah. The meaning of Spandau Ballet. Yeah, if you want to go into it, I'll yeah. go into it because it's just kind of weird and disturbing. Yeah, when I only knew, I only learned about it like two years ago. Yeah, Spandau Ballet. This is awful. So if any of you are trigger are, warning, trigger warning. Thank you. Trigger warning: the Holocaust. <laughs> yes, the Holocaust. Yeah, it's based on the Holocaust. Spandau was a concentration camp mm-hmm. in Germany, and ballet refers to the way hanging body dead bodies would float in the sky as they would twist and turn. Yeah. They would call that the Spandau Ballet. Yeah, that's what you want to name your pop band yeah. after. Yeah. And for some reason they were like, well, that's the name of our band now. Well, it kind of works a little better for this 
it works for, for this. this goth adjacent yes. new romantic yes. than it does for the band that made True. Exactly. That's what's fascinating. Is yeah. like if you told me that that's this band and that's the name they came up with, you go, yeah, yeah that makes sense. But not the band that does True at no. all. Which this is, is weird. This is the Spandau Ballet that's shooting their music video in an old dark church. Yes. Yes. And they're being sort of like cool and, and goth. Yes. And uh, yeah, so and Spandau Ballet makes sense. Yes, for this. And yes. Martin, for some reason, is holding binoculars because. Because it's arty, I guess. Sorry. I don't know. It's, it's, it's all a little bit of a pose, yeah. for sure. But Yes. Which is a lot of new romantics. Yeah. It's a lot of a pose. But he's still got a great voice. and uh, Great, great voice. I love this song. This might be my favorite song we hear tonight. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I have to see what mine... Well, I know what mine is, and you're going to be like, well, no. <laughs> oh, the one that I consider not yes. true romantic. Yes, even though it's in the book. <laughs> I mean, that that's, that hook is great. That's synthesizer. I was just about that synthesizer's great. Yeah. That... that to me, feels like that's the anthem of New Romantic. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to end up talking about All Mine at first, yeah. first except Makes for sense. one, because we're going chronological here. I mentioned that uh, Visage was formed yeah. with a couple members of Ultravox. I don't know if you how familiar you are. I know Ultravox. Ultra I know this song. And this is me, their big... Like, this yeah. is their flagship And, and to me, this is the... This is the... OG New Romantics. Just because I hadn't really heard Visage. Right. And but to me, this is to me, knowing what little I know of New Romantics, this is where it all started. Yeah, it, it it's definitely part of the scene. Ultravox is a little different because they pre-exist New Romantic by a few years. They mm -hmm. formed in like the mid-70s. Okay. But they had lineup changes. Yeah. And I, I'm not like an expert on the genre. I think that uh the other guys in Visage. Some of them were from Ultravox. One of them wasn't, but then joined Ultravox when they had another oh, lineup change. Okay. And by this point, it's like 80 or 81, and Ultravox is around the scene. And mm -hmm. because of their association with Visage, they sort of become a new romantic band on this album. I see. Even if they weren't originally, because they predate the scene. Yeah. Uh, but this is Vienna. This yeah. is like the big hit that Ultra. They have other songs. I'm a, I'm a fan of them in general. But yeah. this is like this if, is what if I people know, know only one Ultravox song. It's probably yeah. Vienna. It's Vienna. But it's it's pure early new romantic, and the video is too. Like lots of yeah. shadows and shadows and statues, quote unquote artiness. Yes, and yeah. here's a horse. Here's do you a like this stand. song? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do like Vienna. And loves Vienna. That makes a lot of sense yeah. to me. Yeah. I haven't heard this song in a minute, though. January 81. Wow. Yeah, like the Visage song, that single came out in November 80. To Cut a Long Story Short came out in October 80. This is January 81. It's so this is so, all. It's so yeah. fast. It happens so. The movement happens so fast. Yeah. Pop culture doesn't turn around like that the way that it used to. You know yeah, I mean? it just it catches so fast. Yeah. This song is such a mood. This is the video. It's very moody. Yeah. The video is moody. Black and white. I really, I've always, I love the beat. 
I'm not a fan of his voice, but that's okay. Here we go. Yeah, now here we go. The piano? The piano is special. <laughs> oh, it's great. I love that, love that it shit. It makes me laugh. I love that shit. The chorus is Vienna. This is, this is driving alone at night music. Yes. Yeah. Windows down. It's cold it's out. Cold. It's yep. like February, but you still got the windows and you're like, I don't care. And you're going to belt along with that yep. part. No. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're smoking a cigarette. Cloves. Yeah, you're smoking a clove <laughs> in the car. It's like 11.47 on a Sunday night. Yeah. And of course the video is like this, I don't know what you call it, high society. Then it's another high, that's the thing too is I feel like a lot of the new romantic, there's a little bit of a, also like that aspirational like high society because a lot of these kids doing it were not. Yeah, no, they definitely weren't, but it sort of follows the trajectory of the 80s in general. Oh, where yeah, I guess like, that's true. It just, it's almost like they were, they were posing at that at first yeah. because they were it was aspirational but like then for the bands at least like Spandau Ballet they achieve it and it's like that's not a joke anymore yeah no. now we just are aspiring to luxury yeah now we just want it oh yeah so many gothic statues so moody and such a stash yeah but like two years later it had completely shed any gothiness yeah yes but but that's why I like the early stuff best because I prefer. No, that makes sense. This, this vibe. I love that piano. Yeah, the piano definitely starts. The piano in this already starts to take it in the direction that it's going. Yes, you know. Yeah, it's already moving into a different thing. Yeah. It's a little prettier now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised no one ever sampled that piano already. And put it on our maybe uh, they did hip hop beat maybe they did you have to look it up the piano really for me made too and then this bit oh yeah the synthy bit yeah yeah I mean like I when this came out I didn't hear it because I was 11 uh, well I don't know if it even it didn't, charted in the US at all yeah. it was it was like it was like late late teens where I was like oh this okay well, it, was, it was also one of those things where this scene is happening and the scene the, the new romantic scene in London is like at its peak yeah. now but the music like the new musical express the music papers in London aren't really covering them because yeah. they just think it's nothing yeah, they think it's just a fashion movement yeah it's a fashion movement it's not actually popular music so they ignore it so like part of the new romantic scene is they created their own magazines to cover their own scene because they were so not mainstream but then as the band started to become mainstream the press couldn't ignore them anymore and so yeah. then the, the scene started to become mainstream it's amazing that this scene turned into what it turned into yeah because it could have been just this brief blip of a scene and not become pop. It could have just been this. Right. People go, oh yeah, it's kind of this obscure, a much more obscure yeah. subgenre like the uh, mod revival. Yeah, or something exactly. Like that. Yeah. Exactly. It could have been way obscure. But this next band has a lot to do with why it did get. Fuck yeah, they do. God damn it. Yeah, this is one of your favorite bands. Although at the time, like, so the scene was centralized in London. Yes. But Duran Duran is from Birmingham. 
Yes. They moved to London for the scene, I thought. No. They didn't? No. Actually, like, Spandau Ballet and all those guys sort of look down their noses at Duran Duran because, like, they're from fucking Birmingham. Yes. Well, that's the my favorite. I've said the story a billion times where, like, the people in London were like, yeah, you're good, Duran Duran, but you're not going to be as big as Spandau Ballet. Right. Not, you're just yeah. not going to. But also, it's like, because what you were saying earlier about not being let into the party. It's like, yeah. oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're just, like, not poor, but provincial. Like, that's yeah. Birmingham. This is London, and you're just... Now you're trying to do what we're doing yeah. in Birmingham? Excuse me. It's almost... I don't know why this popped in my head, but it feels this way. Almost like like Duran Duran is like, oh, you're like the jocks. You're like, <laughs> ew. Yeah. You're, it's like it's like all those all those second wave grunge bands who were made up of the guys who would have beat up Kurt Cobain, but now <laughs> that the music's popular, they're yeah. like, oh, we're gonna do it too because it's cool. Yes, exactly. That's like the maybe Duran Duran's like, you're like, oh, you're not really like yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Simon Lebon is naturally good looking, and so yeah. he doesn't need this. You're all beautiful guys yeah. who can like who are into music and actually can play instruments and And also this song, which is their first single. Love this song. Is the first song to name drop, like literally they say New Romantic in oh the song. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Which for the New Romantics was like the biggest fucking eye roll. It's like <laughs> hearing your parents say like, I like New Romantic. It's like, oh, now it's over. Yeah, we're like, done. They, like this band from Birmingham calls themselves New Romantic. It's done. We're yeah, done. We're Check done. out. Like, boy, George, give me my coat because I'm leaving and I'm not coming I'm back. Not. Give me it. You're not getting a tip. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like your parents calling saying, I like trap music. But <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. But uh, it's Duran Duran. They fucking rule. They fucking rule. Planet and Earth. this song is great. Planet Earth. Yeah, Planet Earth is their first single. And they, it's where they sing about New Romantic. I, I can't wait to hear that because I don't even know. Oh, that. you don't know that? The lyric? Oh. That fucking bass line. Goddamn John Taylor. And like, yeah, it sounds like, to cut a long story short, but it's already getting more... New wavy. It's definitely more new wavy. It's more danceable. Yeah. But that look. Yeah. Like their look is very much like we're new romantics too. Right. Yeah. That Lonnie Clark. I mean, the, the, the shirt. ruffled shirt. Yeah. yeah. But it's but just, like Simon's dancing a little bit too much. He's smiling a little yeah. bit, and he's not as cool as they're rock all. stars. Yeah. They're rock stars. Like Visage is not rock stars. Right. And you could say that Duran Duran is posing, but it's like, the whole thing was a pose. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah. It was all just a, a, a fashion movie. I mean, they were just ready-made for the 80s, man. Yeah. I mean, it's way more disco-y than way more dis- before it. Also, there's like the guitar that kind of like chunk chugga Yeah, I mean, they're so good looking. You're like, <laughs> you don't need to be like part of a scene. You can yeah. make your own scene. But they did it. They did it well. They, they made it pop music. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. We haven't missed the line, have we? I, they say it more than once. Okay. That I can see someone going, "Oh, shut up." Yeah. You know. Like the fact that they self-referenced with yes the name that the newspapers picked for the scene on their first single yeah like Teddy Riley did that but he invented the genre so he's gonna be like put his name on it yeah 
But I think it's more like it. Not uh, New Jack Swing, but. Uh, um, the Neo Soul thing. Oh, where yeah, it's yeah. Like, a sign from outside, and it's like if some band was came out and we're like, we're a neo soul band. Hey, and you're like, yeah. The fact that you're calling yourself that, yeah. No, listen to our new song called Neo Soul. Yeah. It's amazing. Like they came out with Planet Earth, and they're like, well, they're stars. They, yeah, they had it. Yeah. They had it. But also just. Yeah, there's that John Taylor bass. Fucking his bass playing is so underrated. He's fucking great. It is very disco-y. Yeah, but it's exactly that thing of like, here's an underground thing, and as soon as you make it accept accessible enough to be popular, you've killed it. Yeah, exactly. Which makes you, it makes you kind of go, wow, it got killed pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. So I said the Blitz was only open for a year. Yeah. So, and this is like 82, I think? This, I think, is uh, 81 still, I think. Oh my god, is it? If it is... April 81, this is... And so, April 81, and it's already like, oh, these guys are like posers. Yep. You're like, wow, it's so fast. Oh. Fucking great song. Let's back up and see if we try here if we can... Uh... I want to hear Simon LeBron call it New Romantic. This is New Romantic. Let me look up the lyrics. Yeah, we probably just talked over it. (laughs) But yeah, this is only, uh, you know, less than a year after Ashes to Ashes. It's crazy. after... Spandau Ballet debuts. Oh, it's at the very beginning. Was it? Only came outside to watch the night fall with the rain. I heard you making patterns rhyme. I heard you making patterns rhyme. Mm -hmm. Like some new romantic looking for the TV sound. Yeah. Wow. I mean, in the first verse. Yeah, there it is. What does that even mean? It's just him name dropping, like yeah. But like that whole thing of like some new romantic looking for the TV sound. Yeah, (laughs) I heard you making patterns rhyme. Yeah, that sound you heard was every Blitz kid's eyes rolling out of (laughs) their skulls. It's a collective groan. Yeah, but I love it. It's like your kid brother doing the thing you're doing and you're like no I can't do it anymore now I gotta find something else yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay now let's we'll watch your first clip yes. and talk about a dude who is a hundred percent part of the new romantic scene but musically his sound was not doing the synth pop at thing all. at all not at Adam Ant or Adam and the Ants right now yeah fucking he was like a punk rocker they say yeah he started out in punk rock and I think the big dig on him was like, he couldn't make it as a punk rocker. And New Romantics came out and he just co- he just co-opted their look and because he was so good looking, he became big. Yeah, he co-opted the look. The sound is was, not at all. Like, I think he's out of London, but the sound is more, it's still more glam rock. Yeah, definitely. Like the whole scene owes a lot to glam rock, but musically he's still doing more of what glam rock was doing than any of the synth new wave stuff. 
Yeah. More goth stuff that the other new romantics would do. This stuff, like, especially this would just stand and deliver. Yeah. Dude, you don't really hear that, like, synthy sound. It's a lot. It's real drum heavy. It's got a lot of guitar. Very drum heavy. Yeah. yeah. Which I love. Yeah. This video is batshit crazy. Yeah. But just, like, he paints his face and this whole beginning is. The look is so new romantic. Yeah. Because of his look and he's British and it's yes. part of the, the vibe. I, That's why I say it's not a music genre. No, it's exactly. a it's a fashion movement it's and a, a and a scene. And then it's music. And then it's music. I fucking love this song. But yeah, listen, it's guitar and drums. Yeah. He was. He's just more like a classic weirdo. Yeah. He's a fucking good looking dude. Yeah. Like this has this sounds more like Bow Wow Wow than anything. Yeah, well that's uh, that's because the producer Adam and Nance produced Bow Wow Wow. Yeah, yeah. I forgot his name already. Right? And got the drummer. Yeah. When Adam Ant went on his own, the drummer from Bow Wow Wow is in Adam and the Ants. No, reverse. Or, or oh, okay. Adam and the when Adam and the Ant was like, I'm not Adam Ant. I'm not Adam and the Ants anymore. Oh, okay. The uh, the drummer for Bow Wow uh, for Adam and the Ants was in Bow Wow Wow. Gotcha. Yeah. I love Adam Ant. When I was 17, I went yeah. on a school trip to London and Paris and Madrid. And in London, I went to a record store and found a cassette tape. It was uh, Best of Adam Ant that yeah. you couldn't get in the States. Ooh. And it was all the Adam and the Ants and Adam Ant hits. And it was fucking great. It was, that was 87? This was like 80, yeah. So okay. spring of 87. Okay. So Ooh, you're, no, spring of 88. Spring of 88. Yeah. I was still 17. And he had all, it was all this, all this Stand and Deliver Ant music. Prince Charming, yeah, Ant Rap. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing uh, new romantic about rapping at no. all. No, and then like later on, by the late '80s, he had songs like uh, Strip and Puss in Boots. Well, I mean, the big hit is Goody Two Shoes, which certainly has nothing to do with none the sound of none. Uh, the '80s but at all. Not only did he get lumped in, I think he's like, oh no, I'm Neuromatics. Oh yeah. Yeah, look at me, I'm Neuromatics. Because it's a perfect, like, package. Yes, perfect package. Yeah. I mean, he, it's funny too, because by the end, like, Puss in Boots, the drummer on that song uh, is uh, Phil Collins. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah, do I like this? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Do I like it as much as, uh, to cut a long story short, by Spend Up Like? No. I think I do best just because I know it more. Sure. That's the only yeah. reason. And because it's fucking Adam Ant. Is this your favorite on that best of that you bought in London? <laughs> this is your favorite two. track. What's your Listen, favorite? I really like Puss in Boots. Oh, okay. If I'm being honest, Friend or Foe is yeah. really good. Um, hey, Ant Rap is pretty good. <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah. Ant Rap is pretty Have you ever heard of Ant Rap? I don't think so. We'll play it after the show, and you'll be like, nah, that's pretty <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. The drumming in it is amazing, because they yeah. had that same fucking Because it's the 80s, and rap is a new thing, where it's still like, everybody thinks like, hey, this is for everyone, and I'm yes. going to do it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we, this is a little bit, this next band is a little bit more of a pivot back to what I think New Romantic I sounds agree. like. Yes. But this is one of your clips. Yes, OMD. OMD. Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. That's such a new romantic y name. Such a fucking new romantic <laughs> name. I wish they weren't called OMD. 
Yeah, because that makes me think of OMC, who did How Bizarre. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> which is a ba- which I'd heard of that band first yeah. in my oh, life. That's so funny. So whenever I hear OMD, like it sounds like that, or like a rap group or something. Yes. It's so I think of them fit. as it's orchestral maneuvers in the dark. And to me, that's the new romantic title. Yeah. Like by the time, like they were doing stuff in like late eighties, early nineties, they yeah. were having hits. But they went by OMD. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that suits you now because you're not anything new. Because they were almost trying to separate themselves from yeah. a, a, a now very dead yeah. scene. Yeah, this is early OMD. This is before, like, they broke big with um, uh, If You Leave, which was 85. Yeah. That was their big American hit. And this is this sounds way way more new romantic than that. This souvenir. is Souvenir. Do you, yeah. you, you'll probably know this if not by time. Yeah, I know Souvenir. Okay. Yeah. Souvenir's great. Let me ask you this. Well, uh-huh. we'll play this for a bit, and then I'll ask you about a little orchestra movement in the dark. This beginning is very... This is pure. Yeah. Yeah. Unadulterated. This whole song is... And then it kicks in, and I love it. That real ethereal... This. Yeah. Ah. But it's... it. It's definitely heading in the direction of, like... This isn't anything that the club kids were going to listen to at the Blitz, no. but it will end up on like a John Hughes soundtrack. Yes, <laughs> the Blitz kids would never listen to this. No, this this is way hard sellout territory yes. at this point. But it is that Britpop that I think a mainstream audience thinks of as typical oh, new one hundred percent. Now, my question to you is: Are you a bigger fan of uh, their song "Enola Gay"? Oh yeah, <laughs> I knew. No, it. I was gonna say that. Like when you say their big hit was "If You Leave," I'm like, oh yes, I know that's true because when I mentioned that compilation they used to advertise on TV with yeah. like the hottest hits of the '80s, and I always thought, which song did I say? I, oh, it was when we were talking about Big Country. Yes, but also "If You Leave" was on there, so I always think of that commercial when I hear "If, if You Leave." Yeah. But when you ask me about OMD, the first song is Anola Gay. Yeah, I can understand that. That was a big hit, too. Yeah. Anne loves Anola Gay. She loves this song, too. Yeah. But um, as I've said many times, she and I should be doing a music (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Because for months, she would just put OMD on when we ate dinner. It was OMD like uh, Pandora's or all like stuff related to it. So I heard this and Anola Gay for like months on it. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I love it. I love I love Orchestra Moves to the Dark. Did you also eat dinner in the dark with like a strobe light <laughs> with going? Candelabras. <laughs> Theo and Lily had their faces painted. Yeah. We didn't speak to each other. Yeah. Drinking goblets of wine. Oh, I bet that's Anne's dream. She wishes that was in life. <laughs> uh, but I love this song. Yeah. Later OMD sounds... I'll probably play a little before you after the pod too. Sounds nothing like him. Right. Like they had the hits like Dreamin' and like... Uh, uh, forever, oh, I can't remember the name of it. But you're like, this is just pop. It just becomes straight up pop music. Because like everyone else in every area of not just music or pop culture, but society in general in the '80s, they sold out hard. Yeah. <laughs> for mainstream yeah. popular, they're like, let's make bank. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not gonna fault them for that because <laughs> I don't care. Because uh, some of the stuff I like. I the love stuff, this. The stuff we do has so much integrity, but it makes zero dollars. <laughs> yeah. What should Schmitz we do about do something that? something that makes dollars. Yeah. Or poems. Whatever. That's not real money. <laughs> but doesn't this sound like 
the, at the end of a John Hughes movie yeah. when the when two they finally off. kiss. It or, was you yeah. all along. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. But it's just them driving a car by the countryside. And then here's uh, Boy George and Steve Strange just going. <laughs> well, <laughs> Boy George can't say shit. Well, yeah, we'll talk. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll exactly. get there. But let's talk about another one of your clips and another band who I think is is the definition of new romantic, but that would make the actual new romantics puke. Yes. For, for how much it's not their scene anymore. Yes, ABC. We've ABC, talked about that's, that's what led us to this episode yeah. when we talked about Poison Arrow. Yeah, Poison Arrow. And this is their second hit, The Look of Love. Yeah. Uh, which I love this song, too. This is like the big hit, ABC This is song. the big, yeah, this is the big hit. And then later on, they just became like a blue-eyed soul band. Like they just yeah. became like a, like a British R and B band. They were already on their way. Like yes. compared to early, I'm going to call it pure, not true, but pure yes. new romantic. Compared to Ultravox, yeah, yes, this is closer to Blue Eyed Soul than yeah than uh, Visage. Yes, and then it just got to a point where they gave ABC's like, nah, fuck it, let's just let's just do it. Yeah, and then the other thing is like this sounds enough like early '80s, yes, new wave to fit. But the video, and as far as the fashion and the look oh, of New yeah. Romantic, spot on. This looks more like the OXO video with the where they're where they're wearing these dumb oh, Whirly Girl, Whirly Girl, <laughs> right? Because this video is corny. This corny shit. I would, I'm going to go to say it does not match the song. No, I like uh, this is my favorite probably ABC song. I like this better than Poison Arrow. Yeah, this is their big hit. Yeah. It's great. It's uh, I mean it's a look of love by ABC. It's way hokey, but the video is them. It's See like, now that—that's a little new romantic. That's new romantics, and then there's an unflying in the air. But then it's just like a Monty Python yeah. sketch. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, it's more like a striped suit and a straw boater, and yeah. they're doing—they're doing goofa dupes and uh, goofa dupes. They're just being uh, jokey, jokey, jokey Jokersons. Who's the? Uh, it's like a Benny Hill thing. Yeah, without the the nudity. Literally a wet paint on a on a park bench. Yeah, this yeah. is, and then there's a then there's a dummy and a ventriloquist. Oh, what? Yeah, what? they. It's really like we don't know what to do with this video, so let's just let's just do a thing. Yeah. Oh, but this, and then they dance. <laughs> oh. The Poison Arrow video. Julian yeah. Temple gave us a new romantic adjacent video. Yes, this is. Not insulting to the bitch. <laughs> Here's the thing, too. It yeah. doesn't look like they mind. I think they're. I think it's a situation where they think they don't have a choice. Yeah. The record company is like, this just guy is going to direct your video. Just do what he says. Yeah. Just make and count the checks. Yeah. I bet they had nothing to do with any yeah. of this. Oh yeah, the vision was not bad. The video is embarrassing. The video is so dumb. Like, Poison Arrow, like, had, like, those, like, dramatic moments that could be yeah. new romantic And it's a much darker song. I mean, this yes. is a poppy song. Yeah, this is this is a dance song. It's disco. Yeah. It's, yeah. He got poked in the eye. <laughs> yeah, maximum yucks in the... Uh... I think, I think Poison, just for their singles, Poison Arrow is probably the most they got new romantic sure video and and theme wise yeah but it's it's earlier right yeah is it the same album same same album yeah so there's a there's a real hard pivot yeah at this point 
And this is what, 83? I think it's 83. Yeah. yeah. This might be from their second album. I might be wrong. But it's, t- it's now, now the if it's a genre at all, it's going in this poppy direction. Yes. It's going in the direction of soul. Yes, but at the time, because it was British and had synth, they just said this is new wave. It's new, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting, too, because, like, Flock of Seagulls is definitively not new romantic. I almost brought Flock of Seagulls. I mean, if we had more clips, I almost brought Human League. Oh yeah, to the, to the episode I almost brought a flock of seagulls. Flock of seagulls to me seems less. It seems a little more new wavy. Yeah, but at a certain point, new romantic just it turns into the same. Wave. Yeah, and, I, and flock of seagulls I think is an underrated band. It's because because huge, great hits. that stupid haircut. Yeah, which they was kind their, of a new romantic haircut. Kind of. Yeah. And and who knows if they would have gotten as much visibility without it? But yeah. because of it, they certainly don't get the respect they deserve. No, now. they don't. They don't at all. There's a clown. Yeah. There's literally a clown. And there's Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. There's puppets, ventriloquists, a clown. This video is stupider than I remember. <laughs> I, yeah. not, I remember liking this video but I never thought I was like what the fuck but now I'm like oh guys come on yeah the real winners right now are our listeners because <laughs> they got to hear the look of love without yeah. having to suffering through the video dumbass video but yeah this video I mean this clear this is not the Blitz Kids this yeah. has nothing to do anymore no with the new romantic scene yeah uh, but you can't talk about New Romantic without having ABC in the conversation. No, you have to. Because they yeah. were a part of it whether it was legitimate or not. Yes. And and the next artist same thing. It's weird. Because like you said Boy George was one of the OGs. He's at ground zero. Of that scene. Yeah. And if you watch documentaries about New Romantic like I have, he's also real like He's such a purist about it. He's the one who go, who, who's like, he thinks everyone was a poser. Yes. And he was like, that's not what we were doing. And like, Duran Duran, that was bullshit. Yeah. And he's, he's a real fucking sourpuss grouch, which I love. Yes. Because the way people think of Boy George is he's like, oh, he's so, he was so pretty and his music was so poppy. And it's like, no, he was the fucking real deal in terms of yeah. new romantic. He, and he doesn't, he doesn't suffer fools. He, he cuts people. Yeah. He cuts people. For sure. But then again, look in the mirror, boy, George. But also at this point, it's he's the guy who, like, he wasn't making music at the start of the scene. No. He was just part of the club scene. And when he started seeing all of his friends get successful, he's like, I guess I should do that. Yeah. But by now, the music isn't that anymore. By now, yeah. the music is pop. And... Like, when I think, in my mind, when I imagine New Romantic, the mm. look, Boy George's face is what I think. I can see Like, that. that's yes. the image when I think of what is New Romantic. Yeah. I think of Boy George. But Culture Club, musically, is really not. No, it's British soul pop again. Yeah, it's very soul. Yeah. It's very doing what ABC leads yes. into. Yeah. And will lead to the, the, the final artist we'll talk about. Yes. Uh... Who is who is to me like not new, not new romantic, but becomes part of the conversation yeah. because that's where it leads. That's where yeah, it's almost its final destination. And Culture Club is definitely a step toward that. Yes, which is why I said when we look at the first clip tonight, directly compared to the last clip, yeah, they have nothing to do with each other. 
But Culture Club is like how you get there. Yes. Yes, it's the bridge. Yeah. So just to represent Culture Club, because it has to be part of the conversation, yeah. I picked Time. You picked their best song. Clock of the... Oh, you think so too? Oh, I fucking love this song. I mean, I wasn't going to do Do You Really Want to Hurt Which Me. Which sounds like a reggae song a little bit. Right. I, or, I, or even I'll Tumble For You or Carmen Chameleon. I, I, I almost did Carmen. It's a Miracle, though. I don't. I like it's a miracle. Yeah. I like Church of the Poison Mind, which is not new romantic at all. Yeah. Well, that's why I didn't go with it's a miracle because it's like that's even eighty yeah. four or five, and it's like just pop. It's, it's just straight pop. pop. This is a great fucking song. Yeah. Time is is the best culture club. Best song. culture by far. Fucking love because to me to me this is R and B. And it sounds like you know who a little bit. Like yes. This, exactly. She could have done this. She could have easily done this. Yeah. Hundred percent. And made it work. Yeah. This is such a good song. Here's the thing, too. Also, Boy George is awesome. He can fucking sing. And it's yeah. funny that he's like, the story is like, well, other people are singing. I guess I should. Yeah. As opposed to being like, no, I want to be a singer when I grow up. Yeah. You, fucking sing. You could have been the, the front man of this whole scene from the beginning yeah. with that voice. Yeah. He's a great singer. I mean... He's great looking oh, with the, the, really whole, uh, the whole androgynous yeah. look. A plus. I get why Culture Club was the thing. Oh, at yeah. The time. This is such a good hook. Yeah. Did you? I'm sure you have. Remember the behind the music of this? Oh, vaguely, yeah. The stuff with his whole, like, all the turmoil with his relationship with. with the uh, I think it's the bassist. Yeah. Yeah, the bassist is like, no, not really. And she, George Ford, just like, no, we fucked. Yeah. <laughs> we taught, we fucked. Yeah. All the songs are about you, dude. I'll have to go back and rewatch it's it. It's fascinating. Because I wasn't, I didn't know anything about the band's music when yeah. I watched that, you know? This but is... Culture Club is another one of those bands, kind of like Flock of Seagulls, where it's so associated with the 80s. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I think people think of it as, like, silly or don't take them seriously. It's true. But it's true. They're Culture like, Club oh, is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. They're like they just throw them in with like flock of seagulls and yeah in like uh, uh, Kaja Google anybody who has weird hair right, right they're all like oh it's the same yeah but it's not it's they're so much band. better than Kaja Google oh yeah this is a great oh it's the drummer it's the drummer, it's the drummer. That I is, thought so yeah yeah I mean they have like black singers in the background yeah they have a female so it's all R and B it's yeah they're they're just doing R and B like blue eyed soul but like. Witchers, they were fucking huge. Culture Club was huge. Yeah. Like, like superstars. But briefly. Well, what, this is... I mean, a few years, not like... They had, like... Yeah. They had about four... They didn't make it out of the 80s. No, but that's also partly because Witchers got hugely addicted to heroin. Right. And the, they broke up. They broke up when they were at their zenith because of the drummer in him. Yeah. That was really why. So they didn't really fall off. Yeah. It was more they imploded. That being said, they probably had one or two more albums. Now, here's, here's your sax solo right there. Fuck yeah. Because it is the 80s now, and New Romantic is a different thing. Yep. But even though he is fully representing the fashion, which was sort of the point anyway. Yes. That's why I'm also like, when he's like, mm, they're not New Romantics, I'm like, boy... Right. Come on. But this is like me saying, like, when I think of New Jack Swing, I think of Boys to Men. And you're like, but it's not. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, 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 it's close. Right. But it's not. I can understand why. It's what it became. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Before it, before it, it finally died. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is, I just realized, too, every yeah. one of this band is good looking. Well, yeah, because it's the 80s and yeah. that's part of it. Oh, damn. Yeah. Good old George O'Dowd. George O'Dell. Oh, George. Yeah. Huff Boy George. Yeah. Uh, great. And when you see him interviewed, he's so like funny and smart and he's grumpy, really which is funny. my three favorite qualities he, in a person. You love everything about that. <laughs> yeah. Boy George rules. Yeah. Uh, and people need to respect Culture Club more. I agree. Because they're great. Yeah. And even, look, I love uh, even the cheesy hits that you don't like. Like, I cannot stand Karma Chameleon. Karma Chameleon. I like Karma oh, Chameleon. I like crazy. I'll Tumble For You. I, I like that Tommy first period. I can't stand Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? And I can't stand Karma Chameleon. Is it just over familiarity or you no, never I, liked them? Back in the day, I never liked them. And then, like, <sighs> uh, time drove me insane at how good it was. Yeah. Church of the Poison Mine, I was like, that's really good, too. Yeah, they're good. I like, I like the big stupid hits as well. Yeah. Um, I just I just like Culture Club. But I wasn't going to use those to represent for you this You picked episode. the right one. Yeah. That, that's a great one. Yeah. Okay, now, as promised, yeah, let's watch go. another Spandau Ballet Fuck video. Yeah. Tons, right. A total 180. Because you can see how time connects to, like, True yeah. and to our last artist, yeah. who, who, who we'll watch next. And so does this Spandau Ballet video, which it fascinates me how much this and, to cut a long story short, are both unmistakably Spandau Ballet, and yet... Not alike at all. No, exactly. this isn't true. We're not doing true. We're doing what? We're doing gold. They're other big hits from the other from the other same album. Other big hit in true. the U.S. I'm sure they. I think they yeah. have bigger hits in this. But uh, same album. Yeah, same album is true. Yes. Yeah. Great song. Different than true, but still nothing like to cut a long story short. No, and it's only two two years later, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Just the look and the sound is so different by yeah. now. Yeah. But this is a great song. This is another. This is another Ant song. Yeah, I remember her saying she likes this Loves song. Loves Gold. I love Gold, too. This is a good song. True's better. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> True is more uh, of a classic. Yeah. But this is great. It's not as much like... He's still got the perfectly coiffed hair. Yes, but he's dressed up. I think yeah, that he's a little more Wall Street now. Yes. Yeah. I think this beginning is a little new romantically. And then it stops. When well, the, the, the piano is the like piano. piano, but... And this also maybe maybe just the like self-seriousness of it. Yeah. Well, they were definitely self-serious right away. Yeah. But in a different, in a punky way. Yeah. This is... Uh, it's great. But yeah, how is this the same band two years prior? I know. It's like... It's like they used to be the greasers and now they're the socials. Yeah, it's weird. Like, <laughs> they're wearing ties. Ties. They're, I mean, I wish I had those suits. Some of those suits they are, are They are now a suit and tie band. They're a suit and tie band. Yeah. Then there's... No no more ruffled shirts nope. and, like... It's really... It's designed Androgynous makeup. Yeah. No more binoculars. And so much bigger budget of a video. Oh, yeah. Like, this is like a movie. He's in the desert, I guess, looking for gold. Yeah, I can't believe it's the same band. This is more like, you know when, um, uh, what's his name, broke up the jam and started the Style Council, and it's like, oh, oh I know well, now I'm yes. going in, uh, Paul Weller. Paul Weller. But it's like, 
It's a different band. It's a different sound. Yes. Yes. That's like the difference between early Spandau Ballet and, yeah. and this Spandau Ballet. I, I love Style Council. I love the jam. Uh, yeah, it sounds about <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, this band looks different. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dramatic. I love it. But it's like, was that other stuff new romantic? Yes. Is this new romantic? Yeah, yes. Yeah, kind it's of. Spandau Ballet, so yeah. it all counts, right? Yeah. And it's it's weird. It's not like it's not like we talk about the cult who all of a sudden change their sound. Right. 100 percent you're like, wait, this is the same band? Yeah. Saxophone. Sax solo. You can yeah. still kind of go, okay, this is still like Spandau Ballet yeah. early, but it's but again, it's not, which is fascinating. Unless I'm mistaken, I think we talked about true. In our first saxophone yes, episode. Yes, we did. Which, they wouldn't have let a saxophone anywhere near the no. set of that first video. No, not at all. They'd be like, why would we put a saxophone in this song? And now it's an iconic part of their sound. Yeah. I mean, they put it in gold, they just put it in yeah. gold. Is there sax on the Rio album, Duran Duran? Well, Rio has a saxophone. That's well. right, yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. That's so the even they're doing it. I that think was there's, the old, that's there's, the only song that has it on it, I think. Yeah, I think once they get to their... They release Rio and they become the biggest band in yeah. the world. They've strayed pretty far from the original New Romantic yeah. sound, but they're keeping it a little bit more New Romantic real than Spandau Ballet, yeah. which is ironic considering the way that Spandau Ballet looked down at. Yeah, them. and they're the forefathers of it all. Yeah. Oh, there's that piano again. Yeah, it's uh, a real big piano sound. Yeah, it really is. Oh, their suits. That red suit that the guy with the bombers <laughs> is. I want. Yeah. So good. And there's still bands like Killing Joke and stuff doing fucking cool, uh, you know, looking the way that they did yeah. and sounding kind of the way they did. So it's not like that stuff has completely disappeared. Like, it's goth has stuck around and just crystallized into goth. Yeah. But they went in this direction. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And that leads us to the artist I've been uh, alluding to the whole episode long. Fucking A. Sade. Goddamn right. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, listen, any excuse to put Sade in an episode. But then right. once I got the book and I was like, oh, she's on the cover with Boy George, the Eurythmics, David Bowie, and Adam Ant. And I'm like, well, then we're putting her in. Well, yeah. Uh, and I said to you, you know, you, you mentioned that. And I was like, I don't think of Sade. Like, I get Spandau Ballet's later yeah. period in Culture Club. But I was like, I don't think of Sade as... New romantic, I and, but then you you brought out this book and you yeah. were like, and I've heard of this book. I haven't read it yet, but I heard of it. You like, look, I literally have the book. Yeah, the oral history of I don't know if it's an oral history. No, or, it's not no, oral. It's a, a, the the history book yeah. about the scene. And not only does it discuss Sade, she's on the cover. Yeah, she's on the cover, and this book is over six hundred pages long. Yeah, it's a, it's a big book. It's a big. So they had to fit in some artists who don't count. But no. But like I said to you, I I, like I was looking at some reviews online of the book, and a lot of the reviewers who wrote positive reviews were like, "I don't know why they're talking about the Eurythmics and Sade." That seemed because that yeah. shit's not new romantic. But like I said at the top of the episode, as we've gone through the progression, you see how it gets to Sade. Yes. Once you start talking about. Uh, Time by Culture Club and Gold by Spandau Ballet, you see where it gets there. Yes. 
that smoothness, that saxness. It, it gets smoothed out. Totally gets smoothed out. And now it doesn't look fucking anything like what Steve Strange was doing Not in 1980. But this is where it where it yeah, went. Only, this is where it's it went. only four years later. Yeah. Which is weird. I have to read this because um, at the end of the book, there's the, the dramatist personae uh-huh. of who's in the book. Uh, Sade, uh, Chardé Adu, born yeah. Helen Fulsade Adu. Uh-huh. Here's the first sentence. Is the singer with the band Chardé one of the most important artists to emerge from the Blitz scene? Oh, so she was part of the scene. So I guess so. Well, that makes sense. That I makes mean, sense. So she could have been a part of it and then the music was just... We're talking about this book that you borrowed from the library. Neither of us have read it yet. No. Maybe no. we should have waited to do this episode no. until we that, both read That's it. not what we do at... at, uh, but, at yes. As, and this is from 2020. This is very recent. Yeah. I, I, I know a little bit about New Romantic and can speak on it because I've seen some short documentaries mm-hmm. about the scene. But I haven't read the book, the 600-page book. So once you read that, you'll know way more about it than I do. I'm looking forward to this book. I'm really looking if forward Sade to it. If Sade was part of the Blitz scene, that's news to me. But it's totally possible she's from she, London. Yeah, so she could be there. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to dig into this uh, and see if there's actually more info about it. But uh, right now... I love the idea of Sade and, and, and uh, George O'Dowd hanging out at the Blitz and at Billy's in 1980. She was originally wanting to be a clothes designer. And someone stopped her and said, can you sing? And her exact words were, well, it can't be that hard, can it? And then she's like the greatest singer of all time. <laughs> just uh, like Boy George. He's yeah. like, I just want to hang out with other weirdos. So I guess I'll take a job checking coats at the Blitz. Yes. And then later is Boy George. Yeah, Boy George. So let's watch Your Love is King. Uh, this is a great song. Any particular reason you chose this song? or Just, uh, just cause of, A, because of the time period, because it's 84. Yeah. I didn't want to go any later. It's her debut album. Uh, yes. Yeah. And also because she's beautiful, and there's a saxophone, and I, I know how to play this bass line. Oh, okay. I learned the, I learned the bass line. The other songs had sax solos, but this is this is way more sax forward yes. than. Uh, and it's gonna come back too. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> melt me. Yeah, she's great. But yeah, I mean, if someone had come to me and been like, "Oh, you know, Chardé's the new romance," I'd be like, "No, she's not." Right. Only because that's on this book. But that's only if you're only looking at A and Z. Yes. And you're not looking at the whole alphabet. Exactly. Like, oh, well, yeah. Okay, it gets yeah. there. It gets, yeah. You get there in a pretty straight line from here, but you have to make every stop along the yeah, way. Yeah. There's. It's. It's not an express. Yeah. And also, <laughs> it's um. It it's, sounds like just scanning through. It sounds like she was there at the time. Yeah, she was part of the scene. She was part of some scene in I London. I wondered that, that. I wondered that. It makes sense to me that if she's part of the scene, that they talk about her in the book because yeah. she was there the whole time. Yeah. Whether her sound is yeah. not exactly that. Like if she was pals with Steve Strange yeah. and, and Rusty Egan. I mean, if you think about it, even though she's you know not quote unquote weird looking you're gonna be like yeah of course you can come into our club yeah you can easily imagine her with like bolder makeup and and doing the look and you can imagine her hanging out with the weirdos because she's so private and reclusive that she's more comfortable but of course you look at her like yes you can come into our club because those because they weren't weirdos because they were like total misfits like the punks yeah they were weirdos because they were doing the like 
like, especially like boys doing the androgynous yeah. thing, where they're like putting on makeup and looking very pretty. Yeah. But that'll get your ass kicked. Yes, and you want to go to a place where you don't have that. So you're not ugly, you're actually very attractive, yeah. but you are marginal, so you're yeah. unsafe in the streets. Yes. Because it's 1979 London. Yeah. And you'll get fucking stabbed. Yeah, you get So we stuff. need to start our own scene for yes. safety. So it actually even kind of makes sense that she might be a part of that. Oh, yeah, very. Yeah, especially if you, if you say she's a clothing designer, yeah. that was a huge part of it, too. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And more sex. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is jazz. This no, is yeah, like, yeah, straight this up. Is 100%. It's soul and it's jazz yeah. and it's R&B. This is, a, this is a smooth jazz staple. This is always yeah. on smooth jazz radio. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, they're not playing this on any of the same stations or on any of the same shows that they're playing. Visage? Uh, Visage. No. Or, or early, Ultravox. Or early Spandau Ballet. Yeah, no. It's or very all, different. Yeah. yeah. You know? Or even Duran Duran. Yeah, they're, Adamant is not being played with the same time as Chardin. No. It's just like a, a time frame where they were all yeah. in the same scene. Oh, it's the early 80s and it's British? Eh, it's New Romantic. Yeah, it's New Romantic. It's a new wave. It's a <laughs> one. Sure. I think humanly it gets closer because they're very synth. Yes. And I almost put Mirror Man in the episode. Okay. Which is a favorite of mine. Not one of the biggest hits. That's a small... That's a, that's, a, that's a deep cut. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Spandable... Or not Spandable. Uh, human League will be coming up... And, and for uh, the Seagulls, I was going to do Space Age Love Song. Their best song. Yeah. The best, oh, yeah. Their best song. Yeah. Yeah. And you watch the video and you're like, your hair looks so fucking stupid, my dude, that like, yeah. no wonder nobody, like, the band is 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 a punchline, but the song is so good. Yeah. Such a good song. <laughs> you're like, uh, if you just, if yeah. you just dialed it back by 30%. But he was a hairdresser as a day job. Yeah. And, then he, and he's like, this is my hair. And yeah. I mean... On one hand, you're like, "Well, it made you." Yeah, it, it made did, you, and it was it was part of a scene that was kind of about looking not shocking but startling, yeah, and different, different and unique, and new, and, yeah. yeah, and not boring. So, so it worked for the time, but it, it doesn't. As yeah. you've seen, it doesn't do you any favors as a legacy. It doesn't has it, it doesn't have its staying power because it all just you know. Yeah, it was. It's so funny having gone through all this to, to realize it's just like a couple of years. It's so fast. Yeah. That's it. I think because there's no monoculture anymore, and, yeah. and it's such a like pop culture, like everything else, is globalized that you scenes. There's no room for things to turn around anymore. Yeah, because there's not pockets of scenes that are doing their own thing. Like this is something that was very specifically London. Yes, to a very specific group of people who were doing it on the margins and underground. Yeah, and it happened to bubble up. And take a different form by the time it got to the mainstream. But mm-hmm. there's really... That kind of thing doesn't happen anymore. No, because it was never meant to go global. Yeah. And now things are, like, designed to go global. It's weird how you needed more of a monoculture to allow underground scenes yeah, to happen. Yeah, that's very true. And now that everything is so fragmented, everything's its own scene. Yeah. But nothing's that unique. No, because everything has its own place and, yeah. and crowd and scene. Yeah. It's like when you think of the 80s, you you know what the 80s looks and sounds like. The 90s kind of the same thing. But once you start to get into like the late 90s and the 2000s, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that is anymore. It sort of hasn't changed in 20 or 30 yeah, years. Yeah, you're like, I mean, okay, I guess Van Dutch. 
you know, or, or yeah. Eddie Hardy for, but that's just like for a couple of years. It's not, yeah. it's not definitive. You're like, is it really trucker hats and puka shells? Yeah. Ugh. Like if you were going to throw a 20, maybe it's because we're old too, yeah. but like if you're going to throw a 2010s party, what is that? What would that be? But you know what an 80s party is. Yes, yeah, no, that's and true. And there's a bunch of different kinds of 80s parties you could have. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. If you're throwing an 80s party, people go, oh, 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 I got something for your ass. Yeah. If you're like, we're going to throw a 2010, they're going to be like, I'm, I'm going to be busy that yeah. week. I can't do it. But I think the, the 80s for music is both the best and the worst decade for music. How dare you. And <laughs> I'm saying it's the best. <laughs> And it's the worst. There's, like, the worst shit comes from the 80s, but also the best shit. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. But to me, the best shit means early Spandau Ballet. <laughs> not gold? No, I also like... I, look, I like True. I like gold. Yeah. It's not my favorite stuff. Yeah. Um, but but this subgenre is a great lens through which to look at the 80s in general. Yeah, definitely. The way it's sort of a sellout... Not that yeah. it instantly becomes bad because it sells out, but no, you can't it's deny it's a sellout. Oh yeah, in the decade of selling out. Oh yeah, it was the whole decade. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, it's good, it, but it is definitively we are selling out something that wasn't meant to be sold. Yeah, but it's just because things didn't have the same staying power. Like in a good way, though. Like okay, punk is dead. Now we're doing this for six months, but oh, now Duran Duran's doing it in Birmingham. We need something new. Yeah. Oh, the Birmingham guys are here? No. Yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> we're yeah. out. Like it goes that yeah. fast. It goes that fast. Yeah. And then it's just us Americans who are like, it's all new romantic, right? <laughs> because <laughs> you're from England, so it's new romantic. America. Sade and <laughs> and uh, Duran Duran, the same. The same. How's your goo goo in there? And that's why the book needs to be 600 pages. Yes, exactly. Were they British? I think so. Or maybe they're like New Zealandish? No, they're British. We'll examine it when we do our episode just about Kajagugu. <laughs> it's, it's just too shy. Yeah. For two hours. <laughs> our next video is too shy. Now we're going to hear too shy again? Yeah. yeah. And then we'll put a never ending story. They're one of those bands where you go see them, they start the show and end the show yeah, with the song. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the end of this episode of Music Raygun. Music Raygun is produced and co-hosted by me, Paul Ciampanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Bagweed, B-A-G-W-E-E-D. He just put out his new album, Judy. Go listen to it on Bandcamp, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you hear music. And R.I.P. Beans. Until next time, see